Welcome to Planting the Seeds. This is SAFM. My name is Asanda Mazaunyane. A very good morning to you. Uh, yesterday we spoke about the court judgment that the South African Poultry Association brought against the Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. And this uh, case was relating to the cap on total brine injection, which is of about 10 and 15 percent that the ministry has implemented when it comes to the production of chicken. Uh, now today we're speaking to the South African Poultry Association and we speak to Kevin Lovell who's the technical expert for the association on their views on the matter. Kevin welcome to planting the seeds here on SAFM and, and thank you for making time to chat to us. We're talking about the uh, the court judgment on the uh, total ca- the cap on total brine injection of about 10 to 15 percent that the Minister of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries wanted uh, to implement and of course the South African Poultry Association was against this. Firstly, uh, wh- for how long has the practice of injecting brine into chicken been around? In South Africa, it's been going on for about 20-odd years, and it's been going on for about 30 years elsewhere in the world. So it's not a new practice. And when we talk about the rest of the world, what are are the trends in terms of what percentage is accepted? Well, the first and most important thing to note is that many countries sell primarily fresh chicken, not frozen chicken, and brining is is a frozen chicken issue. So in most of the developed world countries, it's not limited at all. You merely have to label what you've done. Why use uh, the solution into uh, one's poultry population? It does three things. The first one is it makes frozen more or less similar to fresh in terms of texture and succulents. That's the first technical thing. The second thing it does is it makes it taste better. If if any of the listeners buy rotisserie chicken, or go to a fast food place and buy a lemon and herb, that's with brine. And then the third thing it does is it makes the product that we sell cheaper because brine costs less than meat. So what that means is more people buy chicken products because the price point is closer to their pockets. Mm -hmm. So what were the reasons for the South African Poultry Association being against this cap of uh, 10 to 15%? Well, we weren't only against the cap. We, We wanted regulations. And we accepted that a cap was the most practical way to go. Not the best, but the most practical way to go. So we were disputing the percentage. We were disputing the technical quality of the regulations because the measurement techniques don't work. And we wanted there to be a permanent full-time monitoring system so that certainty for consumers was given. So what happened is that the tenant, we didn't dispute the 10% on whole birds. It will affect some people who do rotisserie chickens, but we felt it should be as it is. We disputed the 15% on portions, so those that will stand. The regulations which are unenforceable technically will stand. There will not be any monitoring. There is no way of actually checking whether imported products are grind. When we talk about the technical quality, what, what do you mean? Uh, can you break that, that down for us? What you want to do is you need to have brine solutions that will, may, that will go properly into the meat fairly evenly. You won't get pockets of brine. You won't get problems with accelerated degradation, you know, if the stuff goes off quicker. All those kind of technical specifications need to be set. Now, that's already covered in South African law because there's a requirement through the Department of Health, one of the acts they run, that all food sold has to be safe. So that didn't need anything done by that. It's covered already. The technical quality I was referring to was the quality of the 
measurement instruments in the regulation, none of which can work. Scientifically, they so, uh, mm -hmm. flawed. They just don't work. Mm. And then in terms of monitoring, uh, if you're saying that there, there isn't a proper monitoring system, what, what uh, suggestions is uh, the South African Poultry of Association bringing forward? Well, what we propose in the regulations is that there would be compulsory monitoring on a full-time basis, and that monitoring would, would cover local producers, local processors or reprocessors, and importers, or the exporters and the importers afterwards. Now, it doesn't help if we as an industry only focus on the people that we can try and get to behave more uh, rigorously in following a, a particular pattern, because all that's going to mean is that the importers will enjoy the, the sort of legal loophole that these regulations have given them and continue to, to grow at our expense. The two real problems about brining, the one is that it's an incredibly difficult for people to understand because you add water to one and you say it's better and that doesn't make logical sense to anyone. And the second one is that many parties have used it to try and gain competitive advantage. So the red meat people were against it because the, physi the physiological structure of red meat doesn't allow it to be brined at the same levels. Not that red meat isn't brined, they just can't brine it at the high levels. The importers don't want to invest in processing facilities in South Africa, so they want to be more competitive. And there were a couple of other people who basically prejudiced one the day and consumers have lost. So uh, the, the Minister or the Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries ended up winning the case. So what does now this mean for the South African poultry producer? Well, the first step is that um, we have until the 12th of October to decide whether we are going to appeal or not. That's a decision for the members, and they'll make the decision sometime this week. Mm -hmm. What does it mean on the basis that they say no, that they're just going to give up? That what does it mean for the producer? It means that per kilogram, it will cost 19% more to make what, what consumers will see as the same product. And that means that if we recover those costs, the prices have to go up by roughly the same amount to increase. What it also means is that if people say, well, we'll downscale the pack size, which you can do. You know, like when you buy chocolate now, it's no longer as big as it was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. but, and they do the same sort of thing with their packaging. What will happen is when a consumer goes into the store, into the supermarket, and looks at the freezer and sees two kilograms of imported product being sold for the same as 1.65 kilograms of local product, well, I guess everybody knows what choice they'll make. And they'll buy the bigger bag um, for the same price, and jobs will be lost. We estimate somewhere between up to 12,000 imports will grow in our economy will shrink. This is, these are an assault on the poor, these regulations, I'm afraid, but they are the law, and the law can sometimes not be a very wise instrument. Uh, well, that, uh, that's all the time we, we have uh, here on Planting the Seas. We're going to leave it there. Now, is there anything, though, that you'd like to add, maybe in closing? Well, I think the big thing, Mr. Rail, that for, for listeners is that for our society to move forward, we've got to create jobs, but we need to do it in a proper way, in a regulated way. And it's mm -hmm. such a pity that our attempt at getting proper regulation has failed. And hopefully government will learn from this, these mistakes and not make so many mistakes in the future. And there are a number of other agricultural industries that are under, under threat at the moment because of pending regulations on health grounds and things like that. Kevin Lovell is technical expert at the South African Poultry Association. Tune in again next week Monday here on Planting the Seeds. From me, Asanda Matzaunyane, it's goodbye.